The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing.
And let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So everybody said at once, praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Give him glory, give him honor. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord and bless his holy name. What can I do when the pantry is running low? You can raise hands. You can praise him. Well, what can I do when my bank runs out of dough? You can raise hands. You can bless and praise him. What can I do when my friends all turn away? You can raise hands and you can praise him. Well, what can I do when I face a gloomy day? You can raise hands, bless and praise him. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Give him glory, give him honor. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord and bless his holy name. You know, we are the born-again ones, and we make up the church, the church of the Lord Jesus. And, and you know, the church is in victory today because Jesus triumphed in the matter for us. Verse 15 of Colossians 2, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus triumphed over Satan and all of his demon forces and powers, and Jesus won the victory on our behalf. That's why that we can call him our Lord, the captain of our salvation, the Lord of hosts, mighty in battle. That is his name. You know, the meaning of a triumph is a celebration of victory. So Jesus celebrated victory over Satan, and we we went with him to the cross. We died with him at the cross. We went into hell with him, and we came out of there with him. We were with him, drawn into union with the Lord. Jesus has already completed a triumphant defeat of Satan. You know, in the days when the writing of this was going on, there was a, the Roman uh, uh, way of doing things was is that uh, once that they had gone to battle and they had triumphed, uh, then they... Then they put the leaders, many of the leaders, in chains, and uh, they and they paraded them behind. Usually, the person that was like the captain of the group, and then the soldiers would go in front. They would ride uh, horses and so forth. And they would they would be in the front of this procession, coming through the city, and they would be celebrating the victory that had been done and won. And so, this is what is is inferred here. Jesus. Uh, spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing. So the triumphant uh, defeat of Satan had to do with a procession. Uh, and then and the person that was overcome was in chains. That was the custom. So, so we see Satan having been chained. You know, one of the tools of the enemy to try to come against believers this day is guilt. You know, this is a high-use tool of Satan. Um, even one unforgiven sin presents a lever to Satan to use against us. That's why we want to keep ourselves under, you might say, repentance. Father, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Or when we miss it some way, our attitude isn't right. We need to say immediately, Father, forgive me for that attitude. Because we need to stay submitted to Christ. We've been made righteous by our faith in him. So we're not going to let any thought or take no thought and let it pull us off of our faith. We're going to keep our faith focused. And we've already been tried by the court of heaven. And the verdict for you and for me who have received Christ is not guilty. And on this ground, we are standing solid to win every skirmish and every battle. 
You know, there are scriptures that we can confess, and a great place to begin confessing today is 2 Corinthians 10, and that's verses 3 through 5, where it's talking about and having uh, spoiled principalities and powers. In other words, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, uh, the warring that we do, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we don't want to get our mind on the wrong kind of a battle here. Uh, or thoughts that way. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, the word of God on our lips through praise or on our lips through the command or on our lips, the command of faith or on our lips um, speaking God's word. They, it's so strong because Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified says, For the word of God is alive and full of power, and it's effective and it's energizing. So the weapons of our warfare, they are, they are mighty through God. Uh, these weapons pull down strongholds. Uh, these weapons uh, cause us to be able to cast down. Imaginations leave my mind. Uh, negative thoughts leave my mind. Uh, death and hellish thoughts leave my mind. It says we can cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What's God's will? That we, Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and it more abundantly. We're talking about the God kind of life. So most problems come to war in our mind, and that's why we need to cast down these imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Yes, there's an energy that's released. And now at the moment you say it, you may not be always essentially uh, gratified that it took place, but just know that God's word has pulled down those strongholds and the manifestation and the enjoyment of it will come very, very quickly. And then we're to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That means to line up our thoughts with God's word. See, uh, the Bible says in Matthew 12, every kingdom or house divided cannot stand. And so we must keep ourselves totally focused with those imaginations. Uh, we cast those down. Yes, that's what we have the ability to do. And when we do that, uh, then the, the word of God is alive, full of power, and causes it to take place. Praise God. And um, we want to go ahead to say that the Holy Spirit says, I will testify to this. God has arranged uh, for us to be uh, uh, full of his spirit and for us to walk around with his presence and for the Holy Spirit to divinely energize us and to be our comfort and to bring to us uh, uh, a witness and to, and to be a blessing to us. And this is a supernatural thing of God. God's very own Spirit indwells us. Well, you know, our time has slipped by real quick here on this hour of anointing, but I want to uh, uh, encourage you just uh, to know that you're not walking in the flesh and you're not warring after the flesh. You're walking in the Spirit. The weapons of your warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. They pull down strongholds. That means um, perhaps even traditions of men and old things that, that were kind of hanging on just that the world system taught us along the way. Cast down those imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. One great tool you got is triumphant for praise. That's why we wanted to sing the song, Be Glad in the Lord and Rejoice. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. 
And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.